Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Becoming CEO AF podcast. I'm your host, Kimba Garcia. And I am your co-host, Amanda Bell. Today, we have a guest with us that I am so grateful that I cross paths with. He is one of the few souls that I call a mentor in the roofing industry. People ask me all the time, Kimba, who mentored you? I have to say that Reggie Brock truly was one of the people that saw greatness in us before there was greatness to be shown, right? Took us underneath his wing and truly helped us navigate through an industry that we were very new to. So Reggie, thank you so much for being here, but mostly for everything that you poured into my life and being here today to pour the same thing into the CEO AF family. Super grateful for this time on your calendar today sir well thank you so much and it's a joy to always to hang out with you and you know what depth of love i have for you and robbie and the organization and how you built it but honestly every opportunity i get to go into what i call poor mode and i'm talking about p-o-u-r mode where i'm literally able to invest in other people's lives in whatever setting it's what I really want to do because I'm at the season in my life where some of my wisdom and understanding is applicable and helpful. And here's what it really does. It redeems people's time. If I have walked through the valley of the shadow of death, right, or I have seen things that I can see coming your direction and I can help overt you from making maybe the same mistakes that I have made, or I can kind of redeem your time by giving you steps and thoughts and understandings about maybe things you haven't been considered. That's all I really want to do with my life. I've had a great career and I'm appreciative for it, but I think I'm really transitioning more now just into things that you and Robbie for years. And that's just investment. How do I help what's next after me become more productive and more powerful and more impactful? And if I can do that, then even some of the hard times of my life become manageable more mentally, you know, where I'm like, yeah. you know, oh, now I see that I went through that, not just for me, but for these people following me. And when you can change perspectives like that and your world becomes broader, if you will, in terms of how do I live now, not just for me, but to make meaningful impact and create nourishment for other people, from some of my experience and, you know, some of the wisdom that I've gained. And so anytime I have the opportunity to open my mouth and to share life like this, that's in me to people, I'm all for it. So the, the privilege of being here is mine. Reggie, you do, you do poor. I'll say that, that that is the thing. I think that's one of the reasons why people enjoy coming to listen to you speak so much is because when you're in that audience, you just feel, you truly do feel poured on. And you just said something else that I love so much. I was actually doing a meditation yesterday and in the meditation, the guide says, you know, breathe it out, not just for you, but for everyone after you, for everyone before you. And, And that's another thing that I just love so much and appreciate so much about you as a person is that you don't hold back. You truly do share years of experience and wisdom, but not only the wisdom, but also the mistakes. And you do that in a very yeah. transparent way. And I will testify to the fact that you have helped me navigate many situations and be able to help um, forward see what some of those what some of those things are before they all the way hit me in the face. Yeah. Right? But we if were- you can ever get to a mindset, I'm telling you that where the get is more important, I'm sorry, where the give is more important to the get. Yes. 
your gifts will be in abundance more than you can imagine. We have this thing backwards. And so a lot of times the noise we're hearing in our industry, in the world as, as a whole, really points us to the notion of get ours and get on with it. Yep. And so I think what it's done is it's called people to go into corners and, you know, draw sabers. And even in team environments, we're so individually hyper that we sometimes lose the context of protection and confidence that team and resource can bring to us rather than us battling life by ourselves. And so one of the things that I, I always enjoy sharing is the importance of people realizing the bigness of the world, the contribution that they can make, but it's really not all about them. And once you can start enlarging your vision a little bit, just a little bit, where you're seeing and making intentional decisions to do some something, listen, for somebody else without sitting there thinking as you're doing it, what's in this for me? That is so hard because we're so selfish. And so being able to break my life up into pieces that nourish others in terms of their advancement, my God, I mean, it, it's changed the way I see life. And so if I know you guys talk a lot about leadership and team building, you know, how do you start taking the individual talents of people and moving people from this me mentality to a we mentality? And so what I, I, I really try to focus on is getting people to realize the power of collective action. Mm-hmm. And you cannot expect much in return if you've been limited and you're willing to give, get willingness to give. And so, you know, that's a law of the harvest. I mean, it's just like we sow, we don't, it's hard for us to really expect to reap before we've sown. And for me, being able to pour into quality life like you and Robbie and say, I have an innate ability, I believe, to see things before they are, right? And so, you know, I see things coming out of people that I know I, I see what the future looks like. And when I find those people, um, I really want to pour myself into them because they're the generation that's following that's going to make a huge difference. Now, you know me, I can talk all day, but I sat down with a guy the other day who's a big name in our industry, and I'm not going to call his name. I like him a lot, and he's done a great job, huge influencer. We sat down, and uh, we hadn't been able to get together, and he had to cancel our meeting kind of, but he wanted to sit down for 10 minutes to the lunch and just chat. And so we sat down, and the first thing he said to me, Kimber, was this. He said, Reggie, I want you to know something. I believe I'm here to reach 1 billion people, 1 billion people with this message in me. And as quick as he said that, he looked at me and said, how many people do you want to reach? Well, I mean, you know, it kind of puts you on the spot. And my old ways and the old Reggie would go like a billion more than you're going to and because that's what we're taught. It's just like hard pace and, you know, the idea is how do we get past everybody else to get closer to what we want and then let everybody else worry about themselves. But I said to him this, I said, because I really believe it, I said, I'm called to the ones. And he sat back in his chair and he shocked and he goes, what a small vision. And I'm like, so that's because you're impaired in the way you think. 
He goes, what do you mean? I said, well, I believe that seasonality matters. And so I'm in a time in my life to where I think if I pour myself into ones, those ones will reach generations to come. And so it's about your perspective. You can overlook individuals, the value that they bring you in lieu of trying to reach masses, or you can find yourself committed like I am and like I know you guys are to really pour yourself into what's in front of you. The people that are joined to you are gathered with you, share vision and mission with you and allow that, that power of uh, replication to happen. I don't live a life of ones and twos. I don't live a life of one plus ones, addition and subtraction. It's about multiples for me, but it starts with who do I invest in? And I know you guys reach a bunch of leaders and I know you talk about leadership all the time. There's no greater leadership skill than when we journey together and we have others in mind when it comes to the plans of our lives. It'll change the world. Like, Reggie, you are giving me goosebumps, sir. I just absolutely love your soul. I could listen to you this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Reggie actually does have uh, some really cool things that he's doing. But what I love about everything that you just said, Reggie, is it's truly Amanda and I, we have a very similar mindset with CEO AF. We believe that if we focus on the CEOs of the planet, that naturally they will go take that and give back to their organizations and raise the vibration inside of their own individual organizations and that's exactly why we focus on pouring ourselves and our souls specifically not just the business side of it but our souls into people and and helping them really reach their true soul power which is what i think that you're so great at is the given the goosebumps right that inspiration that people truly need to be able to get through some of the struggles in life but you're doing something that i think is very special right now that i want to make sure that we touch on because we talked a couple of weeks ago and you've started a new mentor program and there's a lot of mentor style programs out there, right? Yeah. But yours is yours is interesting to me in the sense that you are focusing on the ones inside of the organization, right? Like the those execute the executive yeah. leadership team, if you will, um, and coming in and training mm-hmm. those. And I was chatting with Amanda about that earlier because that was very intriguing to me because for somebody that has recently developed out executive level leadership, you're still the one leading the leaders, right? So to have, and sometimes they kind of get tired of just listening to your voice or your message over and over again, right? It's really powerful to have someone else come in outside of the organization that's still a cheerleader for the culture that has a lot of experience in the industry and sells with psychology with people. So I wanted to, if you don't mind sharing with us a little bit more around your vision there, I would love that. So it was hard for me having been with a great company. You know, I was with Beacon for three and a half years. I've done a lot of stuff before that. But when I left and kind of stepped out into, uh, stepped off off the dock into the lake I didn't know how deep was when I made this transition, I I struggled with what do I want to do? I mean, like what people have come to me for the last 13 years seeking not professional kind of, Hey, I failed professionally. It's always been at the personal level right now. They're personal. There's a symbiotic relationship between who we are professionally and how we, I'm sorry, personally and how we advance professionally. They're symbiotic. You know, I see guys that are and gals too, that are topping this running into this glass ceiling and they think it's something to do with tactic or technique in their business. And it's really not. 
it's a clogged up system. There's something in them that's not seen by others that are hindering them. They can't transcend it. They're limited by it. And as a result, they stay frustrated. So I thought to myself, who is it that I really want to hang? spend my time with that's if you want to know the truth and i thought because based upon what helps i think in me where does it fit and here's what i I came up with i want to mentor leaders so the 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 mentoring word kind of disgusted me if you want to know the truth you know i'm like i am not calling myself a mentor and the reason is everybody i've ever seen before who called themselves a mentor kind of walked in the word with arrogance like i know more i'm smarter than and i don't ever feel like that so i've avoided the word and finally i'm like well rather than avoiding it once you study it and here's what the word simply means experience advisor that's what it means and so i related to that in three ways. Number one, I've got a lot of experience in a lot of different things. I mean, you and Robbie have seen that, and it's honestly frustrated me over the years thinking, you know, can I not stay anywhere for long? Because I would go in and see things happen in a good way. And then it was like I was transitioning off into something else, always leaving the place better than I got there. But it was frustrating to me. And now I understand why. Because all of those areas of experience that were maturing me, they're preparing me for this moment. Because people come to me and ask me questions about business and in personal life. And I'm able, with my experience, right, to share with them. The second thing is, Kimmy, you know this, I have been very, very intentional about maintaining my trustworthiness to the industry. You know, I never wanted people to go like, yeah, I see him up on the stage, but did you see, you know, how he acts off the stage is totally different. I didn't want that. I have had that in my life before. I screwed up in a lot of different ways and I lost people's trust. It's painful and it's hard to rebuild. And so I'm like, come heck or high water, since I got into roofing, it just happened simultaneously happened at that time. I'm going to restore trust in the relationships that I've broken. And I want people to look at me and never be able to go, the guy's different. You don't really know who he is. Just didn't want it. So I became trusted. And so if you're experienced and you're trusted, people can, people can, and they'll receive your advice more. And so when I go into companies, I just share my experiences. They trust me. I hopefully give them some different insight. I don't answer questions generally. I just provoke people to think through the questions and come up with different answers than maybe the way they were like working through it before. When I was growing up, there was always, when big decisions were made, there was always room at the table for somebody with wisdom, experience, and understanding to at least give information to consider. And that's what I feel like I walk in, I'm not the answer guy, I do have some answers, but I just provoke people to think differently and to have more information to to gather, help them gather to make better decisions. And so for me, there are two things that really, really matter in terms of my mentoring and coaching in particular. And that is that I think that most of our struggles, the resources that we're using to help people are missing the target or at least the bullseye and the target. And I'm going to give you, if if you want to hear this, you ask me, so I'm going to give it to you. There's there's only two statistics I'm going to share with you that kind of 
catapulted me into this thinking. I read a, a, an article from Inc. Magazine not long ago, and it just kind of stunned me. And, and the article said that 47% of American workforce today daily walk into work and are self-admitted underperformers. Ouch. Half of our workforce are walking in knowing before they get there, based upon the results that they've had yesterday, are just not cutting it. Now, before I read the article more, I thought, what the heck? How could that many people have be failing like that or underachieving? And I thought, well, surely it's poor culture. Surely it's bad training. Surely it's something that the companies are doing. And so then I went on to read, and here's what the participants said. The reason I am underperforming is because I cannot separate my personal life from my business life. So every day I walk in dragging this nonsense with me that's unresolved and it's affecting my performance. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Ow. We are, we are, we are surrounded by people who cannot hit all cylinder because of personal challenges that they're facing outside of work. So no matter how good your culture is, until there's things in them that are fixed and realigned and recalibrated, they're going to struggle that are personal by nature. And then the second side of it is there's proof that I'm going to share with you just in a second that most of us lack interpersonal ability, our interconnectivity and in, 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 in personal and we're, we've, we've become that interpersonal requirement of relationship internally. We just don't get along with people that well. That's the easiest way to say it. So we go in thousands of directions, different motivations. And so my goal is to help correct personally and deal with some issues that have really been hindering them, that are holding them back professionally so that they can actually contribute to a team environment so that collective action and uh, movement can be seen in a very, very powerful way. Here's the last statistic, and then I'll shut up. I, so I had my 47%. I'm like, so these guys who are succeeding in this, how are they doing this? I just started studying and I Harvard, uh, the Me Carnegie Mellon uh, Institute, and then Stanford University did a study on the top, what they considered 100 executive leaders in the country today. The, the smart ones. I mean, the ones that are really making a difference. Now, here's the interesting part of it. They asked them, what do you attribute your success to? They said, and here's what the, the collective group said, 85, the reason that we're so successful is because 85% of our priority was spent on soft and people skill development. I love that. 15% of our success was attributed to tactical and technical objective kind of uh, skills that we've developed, the hard skills. So when I thought about it, I'm like, basically what I'm hearing is that you can certify yourself to death and getting all these different kind of badges that you wear around and show people. But if, if you don't know how to communicate, create conflict resolution in a safe and uh, effective way, if you don't know what empathy is about, if you don't know how to lead people based upon them wanting to follow you as opposed to you driving them to do that because of your title and role, you're just not going to succeed. So what do we hear in our, our, our industry today? We hear, hey, man, let's bring some training in, and it's all about – 
you know, knocking doors, what to say at the doors. And I'm for that. You know that. I, I mean, I love hard skill training. What I'm trying to cry out to corporate leaders today is spend some time, money, and resource in developing the 85% opportunity that you're missing because you're not putting any focus and energy effort on soft skill development and people development. The real leaders are saying, I'm better at that than anybody. My question to, to most people is this, not what are you saying at the door, but how are you saying it? Not are you interacting, but how are you interacting? So that's kind of a dive into what I'm doing. It's like I go in and I sit down with teams and we start talking about how do we develop these skills that nobody sees but are very evident in the things that we do. And when you start changing some of this unworked territory in your own life where you're going like, you know what? Okay. Maybe another, uh, you know, getting another badge with Xactimate is not going to fix my world. And I'm, I'm for getting licensed and polished up and all that. But if you are neglecting your ability to confront challenges in your life, it's going to continue to hold you back. And number two, if you're not really willing to work on your lack of interpersonal relationship and development skill with others, you're just going to tap out. And what I'm doing is going like this, rather than us have this big target, let's do this. Let's narrow our vision and focus in on how we can really help people. I promise you I'll shut up after this, but you got me on a roll. I'm like, keep going. This Reggie. is an example I use. So if I was a, had a roofing company and we hand nailed roofs, nobody does that, but used to, they did. When I started, pneumatic was just kind of getting, pneumatic guns were just kind of coming into play. Everybody hand nailed. And so I thought to myself, back in the day, when I started roofing um, in 2009 or 10, 2010, there wasn't anything there was no such thing as aerial measurements. We had to drop tape. Yeah. I mean, I had to hand measure roofs and I am horrible with math, horrible. <laughs> My sweet little wife would take me on Sundays out because that's the only day we were off and she would go to churches and she would say, baby, this roofing is triangles and rectangles. You gotta just understand it's not as complicated as you imagine. I started finally getting it and then technology came in and alleviated my problem. I didn't have to worry about that anymore. I bring that up because we are in an industry today blessed with great technology, great teachers, great training. But here's the deal. I have a roofing company. I want to give all my roofers who are up hand nailing every day the best technology I can put in their hands. So I go out and buy these really expensive hammers. I take them to them at the workplace. I'm proud. I'm handing them out these new tools. I hand them out to each of my labor crews, and I realize they all have broken arms. So I can buy the nicest tool in the world for somebody, but if they can't swing the dadgum hammer, nobody wins. And so what I think has happened is we have equipped people with great tools and resources, and God bless you roofing company owners that are doing that, but now is the time maybe to focus on that broken arm. Because no matter what the tools are you provide them, if they can't swing it, they're not going to be able to use them effectively. So what I'm asking for is not a pause on technology and all these resources coming to us. What I'm crying out today is this. Give your people, help them to fix things that are broken in them so that the tools that you provide for them 
can be used more effectively and efficiently. And so that's my 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 pride. Like I'm coming to spend time with y'all, thankfully. May the second thing. And yeah. that's what we're going to talk about. How do we get better as individuals? Because better individuals become better leaders. When you become better as a person, you become a better husband or a wife. This is not rocket science. The problem is we've never seen the value of turning inside our lives so that our outside lives become more effective and become uh, productive. And so, geez, I, I'm about worked up a sweat, so I'm going to shut up and stop that. <laughs> what I hear you saying, Reggie, is something that we say at CEOAF often, like typically in business culture and professional culture, I know myself as a leader, there's almost this taboo of tapping into our team's personal life, right? It's like we've always hear yeah. separate life and business, separate life and business. And I hear you saying, hey, guys, that's not working. We actually need to start bringing this stuff together because what's going on in the life that's affecting the business. I agree a thousand percent, Reggie, to the point. Amanda and I actually have everybody inside a CEOAF do with our teams and we do it with our clients but what we call a wheel of life and on that wheel of life we ask them to rate themselves one through ten um, and a lot of times we end up with not a wheel but a starfish or a potato right because around the wheel they're grading themselves on their spirituality on their finances on their work yeah. on their relationships um, and around that circle, then we see the areas that we need to start working on so that we can be balanced. And the reason why we implement that in with the teams is exactly what you're saying. Now, for me right now, I'm finding myself in this place where, um, you know, you start to ask, well, how can I continue to give and develop out more? How can I bring in more than I just have inside of me? Because they do get that so often already. Um, with us and in the internal culture. So I just want to thank you for bringing forth what you're doing inside of the industry because per the huge, it's it's different, it's new, and it's it's an underdeveloped or an underserved area um, in that mentorship yeah. space right yeah. now. Typically, yeah. people work with the owner. Is, I, yeah, let me just say one other thing, and then I'll, I'll, you know, if you've got another question or you're ready to go, I'm good. So here, here's what I would say. You know, I'm, all I'm asking people to do is consider yeah. You know, all I'm asking you to do is to see and maybe narrow your target. And I think that some of the frustrations that people have with people is because they've just not helped them in the areas they need help. And it's tedious. I mean, it's very nerve wracking to think, okay, where's the HR line here? Right. So sure. just so you'll know, it's possible. And I know you do this very, very well. I'm sure Amanda does too. You know, I don't have to ask for people to tell me what the problem is. I just need them to recognize that they can get by it and we can work together doing that so that they're not embarrassed or they don't feel fear of loss. Cause that's what people do. If they, if they think if I like really expose myself uh, or become vulnerable, man, you know, Kimba, man, they don't, you know, they might not want to it anymore. If I ask sure. better, it's quite the opposite. Yeah. A thousand percent. Reggie, thank you so much, man. I know that by now we probably have, I know we have a lot of um, roofing companies listening to this, but CEOs across the country, man, are you, are you doing this program w just with roofers? I know that you go out and speak at different no. types of events. Um, so yeah. is this open for any type of, any type of industry out there that feels that their team needs yeah, this personal is, development skill set? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's open. Uh, Cause I think the problem extends our industry. Uh, oh, unique, sure. Uniquely enough, I'm going to work with 12 companies. I just really want to focus on 12 right now and get them through this process and kind of get this thing working. And so 
I got four, right, five right now in less about a month. And so I'm looking really to for five or six other companies to kind of work in. And believe me, I, you know, I, I'm not getting those because of pricing or structure or anything like that. So if somebody's out there, no matter what the industry and you're interested in something like that, they can reach me, you know, and go to my website is reggiebrot.com and there's forms in there and how to get a hold of me. Perfect. So everybody listening, that is www.reggie, R-E-G-G-I-E, Brock, B-O-B-R-O-C-K.com. Listen, That's I'm going to have to go back to, can you spell like a fifth grader or whatever it is? Yeah. Reggie Brock yeah. is not challenging. I just <laughs> somehow messed it up. Anyway, Reggie, so many good things. Are you speaking at any events coming up soon, man? I loved, I love hearing you. Like you on the screen is cool and Reggie on the, people listening on their on their Spotify or whatever, you know, on the Amazon and all the things right now. That's cool. But there's just something different to seeing you in person, man. Do you have anything coming up? Yeah. Well, I've got some stuff coming up. I'm not ready to release yet, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to probably do four or five things a year that are more public and kind of keep that. Not so many of them, but, um, you did yeah, a lot last year. You were flying around. Up. All that stuff will be on my website. Do what? I said, you did a lot of traveling last year. You were flying around a lot. You are moving. I know. So, hey, but you know what I'm really looking forward to? The second being with you and your team. Hey, we're pumped. I've, I hopped everybody up yesterday. They're they're super excited to meet you, Reggie. I told them how big of an influence that you've been to RKG before them and and how many yeah. how many seasons of RKG you've truly seen through, through <laughs> our yeah. growth. So we're super excited to see you then. I appreciate your time today. I know everybody right. on the podcast did. So, guys, if you got anything from this, which how could you not? If you weren't taking notes, silly, right? Reggie just truly does pour life into anybody that's willing to listen. And I'm personally so grateful for that. So do us a favor. Hit the share button. Go ahead and share this with your audience. Be a pour of life. Be part of the ripple effect that at CEOAF we say never ends when we're truly raising the vibration every time we walk into the room. Reggie, thank you for being an example to that. We love you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Kimberly. I'm about to thank you. Awesome. We'll Bye. see you soon.